fast, pray never stop. And we all on ten. And we all on ten. Buckle up. Got a good one in store for you today. Highly anticipated by myself. I've been really enjoying researching this topic. But you're listening to the Health on 10 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Krenitz. And today's topic is all about artificial sweeteners, specifically the ones found in diet drinks called aspartame and sucralose. So this is believed by the general public that diet soda, diet drinks, artificial sweetened drinks cause a lot of health problems. So I wanted to take a look and see, are they right? Or is this just a myth? One of the misconceptions that I want to just dispel right away is that there's a direct correlation between diet, soda, and cancer. We have to get rid of this notion because it just simply isn't true. This is based on a study done years ago that was done on mice, and they gave them super physiological doses of aspartame. This would be just an insane amount of aspartame. More Diet Coke than you could ever drink in a day given to a two-pound rat, mouse, whatever it was. And there was a correlation between that and cancer. Many studies have been done after that, and there's, they, they found no link. So let's just dispel that right away. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, thank you. So aspartame and sucralose, these are non-nutritive sweeteners, meaning they have zero calories, no energy in them, and they provide a sweet taste. In fact, they're like somewhere, somewhere between like 500 and 1,000 times sweeter than sugar. Crazy. And if you've ever noticed, Diet Coke is definitely sweeter than Coca-Cola, for sure. Go try them out. They're sweeter. In 1991, the United States approved aspartame for limited food use. And then by 1996, they were commonly found in all households as your calorie-free sweetener. And now we use them in thousands, tens of thousands of food, foods, or what I like to call edible food-like substances. I don't, wouldn't really call it food. I don't know what the hell it is. But very common in diet drinks. And that's why we're talking about them today, because it is used so often to replace things like sucrose, which is just table sugar. A lot of studies I found that I can't even use in this podcast took subjects and they gave them a crazy amount of aspartame. We're talking 50 Diet Cokes worth. Interestingly enough, the acceptable daily intake, the ADI is around, in milligrams, would be around 25 Diet Cokes. That's for me. So if you're drinking 25 Diet Cokes, we got other problems. But yeah, we're, we're looking at crazy amounts in some of these studies. So I had to really pick through the good studies and find out which ones can I use? Which ones will be applicable for us today? Because you're not drinking that much aspartame. So it's not effective for me to talk, talk about it with you guys. But one of them looked at the gut microbiome in just two Diet Cokes, how the gut microbiome reacted and how it was affected to two Diet Cokes worth of aspartame. Now, this is interesting because the gut microbiome, we know, is also known as a second brain. We regulate and produce a lot of neurotransmitters in there. So this is really important for overall cognitive and brain health. Not only that, but regulating your immune system and your metabolic health. So the study showed an interaction between aspartame and the gut bacteria. It's called E. in our gut. 
And the, this interaction caused an increase in bad bacteria, which led to invasion of our intestinal epithelial cells. This got into the blood stream and ca can cause uh, a lot of different diseases, especially some in the liver, spleen, and lymph nodes. So this is alarming, especially for somebody that drinks a lot of Diet Cokes or just a lot of aspartame in general, but it is one study, so we have to remember that. Another study also found, took two different subjects, that there was a decrease in the diversity of one's gut microbiome after, I believe it was, let's see, bear with me here. It was uh, four days. They saw an increase or a decrease in microbial diversity and changes in the gut especially when it comes to decreasing diversity, can lead to things like depression, decrease neural function, and a weakened immune system. Having a very diverse gut microbiome is the key to having a healthy gut. Ways to improve that are eating a plant-rich diet and not eating the same things all the time. So if you're eating a lot of broccoli, if you're eating a lot of carrots, changing it up, eating a variety of foods. Okay, so now that we know that the aspartame and sucralose are not very good for our gut microbiome, which is super unfortunate. What about the effects on the brain? Looked at a couple different studies where they, were, they tested college kids and their brain function. Aspartame is made up of aspartame, L-phenylalanine, and methyl ester. We're in chemistry class again. Welcome. And we know that those things interfere with neurotransmitter regulation. So these subjects, after 14 days of a diet really rich in aspartame and artificial sweetener, sucralose as well, they saw an increase in irritability, uh, depression, and a lack of memory recall. And again, I want to be careful when I mention this study in particular because they were given a diet rich, abundant in aspartame and sucralose. And that's not very fair to look at if you're just somebody who's having one Diet Coke a day in, or once one every couple days. So can't really conclude that just having one or two is going to cause these issues, but I can assume that a chronic use could lead to some of these things. Again, can't be 100% sure, but I can assume. It's my podcast, okay? I apologize. The mic is, like, overactive as fuck. It's picking up things. We're going to change that for the next show. Not going to go back now because we're seven minutes in. Thanks for listening so far. We're not done yet, though. What about weight gain? Does diet soda make you fat? <sighs> this is one I hear a lot, too. First of all, as I mentioned earlier, these are non-nutritive sweeteners, meaning there is no energy in them. There's zero calories. They will not directly make you gain weight. They, it's simply impossible. However, some of the interactions it has with the gut can lead to metabolic syndrome and poor metabolic health, causing insulin resistance. Insulin resistance leads to diabetes and weight gain. But no, diet sodas will not make you gain weight. They could, however, make you eat more. And I'll, I'll share with you how. So these are thousand times sweeter than actual sugar. 
This triggers our brain here. So we, we drink these diet drinks. We, you start to crave sugar and sweet foods. So again, indirectly, this can lead to overeating unhealthy, highly processed foods. My opinion overall on diet soda, on these sugar-free monsters, are they going to kill you? No. Did you consume a lot of them? No. I think if you want a healthy gut microbiome, you want a healthy brain, you want to be the best you, you should be trying to cut these things out as much as you possibly can. Is a Diet Coke better or is a regular Coke better? I think they're both harmful in their own ways. One of either of them will not do damage. So have whatever you want. I personally am going to go with the Diet Coke. I think Diet Coke's delicious and it's got no sugar. I'm not a huge soda fan. So if I really wanted a sweet drink, I would pick something like kombucha. I like kombucha. You get some probiotics. I also like, there's this new brand of uh, tonic. It's called Olipop. It's a digestive tonic. It tastes just like soda. It has nine grams of fiber, a lot of probiotics, prebiotics, and it's pretty good for you. Only two grams of sugar and 35 calories. Tastes effing delicious too. I would highly recommend it. If this show ever got big, I would love to be sponsored by Olipop. Awesome brand. Highly recommend it if you're somebody who likes soda, looking for a healthy alternative. And the thing with that too is you feel good when you drink it. You're not, you know you're getting something healthy in your body and it tastes really, really good. A couple more things I want to go over before I sign off. I had a couple clients and actually a friend all in the last 24 hours. I've been telling them about my new podcast and they were saying, well, it concerns me that you can unrust something by putting it in Diet Coke, like your car or whatever the hell's rusty. It takes rust off. And you're right, so does apple cider vinegar. It's the acidity and the baking soda. It's the carbonation and the acidity that takes off rust. So we consume a lot of things that could take off rust, that could clean your house, that could do other things. That doesn't mean it's bad. And also the carbonation found this interesting that some people believe that carbonation, carbonated beverages can actually lead to uh, some health complications, one of them being esophageal cancer. So I decided to do some more research, take a look, because I do like my seltzer water. And I love San Pellegrino, Topo Chico, and these have carbonation. So I was a little alarmed. I was like, oh shit, should I stop drinking these? So I did my due diligence. And in a matter of fact, there's been a huge increase in esophageal cancer over the last 20, 30 years. There's also been an increase in consumption of carbonated beverages as far as diet sodas, regular sodas, whether it's carbonated beverages, seltzer waters. But scientists and health professionals have done copious amounts of studies and they cannot find a correlation between carbon dioxide, which is what carbonates water, and esophageal cancer. This is what we like to call a correlation without causation. Meaning, yes, both things have increased, but there is no correlation between the two, which is great news because I like my seltzer water. I like carbonated water. I like bubbles. What are you going to do? Uh, that's another episode of the Health on 10 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Krenitz. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Keep your health on 10.